Welcome to the Family Connections Podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church. Welcome to our Family Connections Podcast. We actually have the whole family ministry team here today. Uh, We just wanted to jump on and do a quick kind of rapid fire uh, favorite parts of Christmas podcast. Um, Just something lighthearted and fun. Uh, to help you guys get to know us a little bit better, and maybe we can share some ideas that might help you as well. So we're just going to quick go through some questions. Uh, The first question we're all going to share our answers to is, what is your favorite Christmas carol? And to get the ball rolling, I'll start. Uh, My favorite Christmas carol is Oh Holy Night. Uh, Ben, what about you? You stole my carol no i'm just joking it's a carol for all of us to sing it so it's great all holy nice one of my favorites it's the first one i learned how to play a guitar and i just love the lyrics of it it's so so good um melanie love to hear you are you on the oh holy night train with us <laughs> i like that one too but my favorite is hark the herald angels sing and actually i just I like it because there's, it's such a strong proclamation of the truth about Christmas. And um, my favorite verse is actually the last one, which we very seldom sing, probably because it's, the song is long (laughs) to begin with, but it says, uh, the two lines that really get me from it are, Adam's likeness now efface, stamp thine image in its place. And then it in second Adam from above, reinstate us in thy love. And I just love those lyrics. So Mm -hmm. that's my favorite. I love the old school part, and thank you for not getting rid of certain things. I remember in a previous church I went to, it was always singing like the first, second, and fourth stanza. So I always wonder where where do all the third stanzas go? So mine is uh, "Oh Come All Ye Faithful." Uh, there's so many good ones. I, I like uh, the ones that you guys mentioned, but uh, and it's hard to narrow it down, you know. But I uh, uh, I love "Oh Come All Ye Faithful," and so um, and you know when I think about uh, growing up, we didn't celebrate Christmas that much. I mean, really, we had a tree. There was like one or two little traditions, but it was not very personable. Um, so uh, therefore, my question was very easy for me to answer. Uh, what What was one of the best presents you got as a kid? It, it actually is probably the only one that I remember getting as a kid uh, was a CB radio. Yes, a CB radio. Yes, that was in the early 1970s. If you want to judge me on that one, sure, it probably came from Radio Shack, but that was uh, my favorite present as a kid. So, um, uh, Melanie, what about for you? What was your favorite present? <laughs> well, you're you're going way back here. You guys are really stretching for me to figure remember that. And um, there's a couple of things I remember, but honestly, um, the my favorite thing at Christmas, I guess you could consider it a present. My the house that I where I grew up, we had a track of houses that all put big stars up on their roofs and they were lit with the same color and it was just beautiful um, to see it when all the houses had that the stars up on their roof and every Christmas my dad would let me he wouldn't let my sister just me come with him on the roof to help him put that star up and I just considered that a great gift just being with him and getting to do that and especially since my sister didn't (laughs) that was big when you're a little kid that was a big thing So, so what about you Ben? So back in first grade, when I was living in Kansas City, um, there was this guy named Joe Montana 
who I didn't realize ever played for the 49ers in my life, in my view, he was always the Kansas city chiefs quarterback, even if it was only two years, but he was and um, year one of that. This when the chiefs made this big run. If I remember right to the playoffs, almost beat the bills to get to the super bowl. And my parents got me this, like it's like whole football kit had the pads, the Jersey, the helmets, the pants, everything. And I put that on. I ran out there and I played my own game for like three hours in our front lawn. It was great. I was Joe Montana. If he was seven years old and had a toddler's chiefs outfit, um, it was fantastic. One of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Um, so yeah, that, and that's a memory. I will never, never forget. Sav, please tell me you have like some amazing sports per hero that you've looked up to that, or j- jump on that train with me as well, or maybe not. I don't know. Well, first, I would like to see pictures of seven-year-old Ben. I don't think they, of seven-year-old Ben, they exist. And that, I don't know. I don't know. I will call Mrs. Cook up. Um, (laughs) For me, it was not a sports outfit uh, uniform. Ooh, yikes. That shows you how much I know about sports. It was not a sports uniform. It was my American Girl doll. that I. There we go. I was, I think I was five or six and I... I had circled all the items in the catalog that came in the mail and I think all my family came together to help me get that very expensive American Girl doll for Christmas. Okay, so what was it like? Felicity? Was it, you know, which? (laughs) There's so many names. People people need to know this. I had uh, Kirsten because she was sweet. Oh, yeah, Kirsten. We had the books for that one too. Yeah. Yeah. My mom wanted me to learn more about my Swedish heritage. I had Kirsten and she (laughs) had these really pretty braids. And I was told not to take the braids out because it would ruin the doll. And so to this day, she still has those very fancy braids in her hair as a very committed child. But that doll was so special to me that I took very good care of it. Does Piper play with this doll? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) No, Piper does not yet. But when she's a little bit older, she can play with the American Girl doll. That's fine. She has a bitty baby right now. So introductory doll. All right. So in line with what uh, our favorite gifts were as a kid, I think as a kid, I always associated Christmas with lots and lots of cookies. Amen. (laughs) Cookies and desserts uh, and always just the best food. My family actually never did the turkey or ham thing on Christmas. We've always done fondue on Christmas and I love it and still do it. That was one of the things when I met my husband, when I said, I will not budge on this tradition. Uh, So (laughs) we compromise in other areas, but not this one because I love our fondue dinner. We do cheese fondue and we do steak as well. And that's uh, one of my favorite parts about Christmas. I have to ask chocolate fondue. Is there, is that in there too? Or is it just cheese fondue? No, we do the cheese and then we do meat. So you have the hot water and oil and stuff, but okay. not chocolate fondue. It's not unique enough for it to be worth it to me. Gotcha. Okay. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I, I'm not in the fondue realm. No offense. Sorry. I like, uh, I like my cheese not melted in that regard or what? watery. I, I like cheese fondue. It's okay. Watery. I don't know. I, if, when I think cheese, I don't think fountain. I think like put it on pot, top of my burger or put it in my enchilada or whatever. That's Number of other things. Not that it's bad. I, I that's not my thing. I'm sorry, but I I love food. So it's like you guys did fondue. Maybe us in the Midwest, we just like simple things. I don't know, but we like checks mix and not the now not the Costco big grand bag. Okay, 
That's fine for all year round. But Christmas time, you home make your Chex Mix. You go to Albertsons and Vons, you get the seasonings packets, you get the butter, you get the Chex, you get the Cheerios, key ingredient, and peanuts, and you, you put it all in. Oh, my goodness. It, it, I, you don't have to hear me talk for a week. If you just want me to have Chex Mix and be quiet, I will do it as long as it's homemade because it's so good. And if you haven't tried it, you need to try it right now. But I think there's three different classes. You got snacks with homemade Chex Mix. And if you got a meal, prime rib, hands down, garlic, herb, butter, prime rib, especially if you smoke it, then you have, man, do you just tell me what time to be there? And I will make sure that you have a great Christmas dinner that is eaten because I will eat it all. There's nothing better than a good prime rib, hands down. By the way, eggnog, if you don't have eggnog at Christmas, and I'm not coming over. that, So I'm just going to throw that out there. Anybody else is passionate? Mike, are you as passionate as I am about the food here? Uh, you know, the you had me at prime rib. You know? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Chex Mix, if you get rid of the Cheerios and put some Worcestershire sauce in there, you're good. And eggnog, no way. Um, uh, hot uh, cider or well sell pot. <laughs> we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. Is uh, egg gag for me. But I'll tell you, when it comes to, like I said, growing up, we really didn't have any traditions. But when it, my mom did make some cookies and uh, bake some cookies she did it well and it was uh, snickerdoodles and chocolate crinkles and uh, my daughter natalie likes to make snickerdoodles does a great job with that so kept that tradition going and then on christmas eve we always had chili um so that was that was kind of like the only thing i mean it was kind of you know growing up it wasn't you know we didn't have those traditions but we just knew um you'd have chili for for Christmas Eve dinner and uh, you'd have some good cookies like snickerdoodles. So that was, uh, that was definitely for, for me. And uh, that's kind of still a favorite love the snickerdoodles. So Melanie, what about for you? Well, when I was a kid, my mom didn't like pumpkin pie particularly and none of the rest of us really did either. So one year she made um, for both Thanksgiving and for Christmas, because we liked it so much at Thanksgiving, she made an ice cream, pumpkin ice cream pie cake cake not cake pie <laughs> pumpkin ice cream pie and it was delicious with whipped cream on the top and it was so good um and this year I actually tried to make it myself because I found the pumpkin pie ice cream and it was good I'm I'm probably the only one who really liked it that much but I I liked it a lot so that would be and then my favorite forever since I was a kid would be gingerbread cookies either well, even gingerbread, but especially gingerbread cookies that are all yes. decorated and frosted yes. and stuff. Classic, classic choice there. You can't go wrong My with favorite. a gingerbread cookie. I'll go with prime rib too. That was a good one. I like that. You can't beat good quality prime rib. By the way, it's got to be medium rare. I'm just going to throw out there. Medium <laughs> rare. If you go higher than that, then we need to talk about how you cook your meat. But then if you bring me prime rib on Christmas, I will not say no. Well, you said you're having steak already, so I'll make sure you have the steak and we'll have the prime rib. <laughs> I'll take the prime rib any day of the year if you are smoking it. I I will take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Um, with that said, we are moving on. I mean, we've talked about some traditions when it comes to food, but there's other things besides food. There's other traditions we had. Um, I'll start this one out. Um, for previous, you know, growing up, what we like to do is to simply do it in the, doing the drive to go look at Christmas lights. I, as a kid has, and many, maybe you're like this, like me just have been fascinated by Christmas lights. I love looking at them. I look, looking at the decorations. I have, uh, life goals to be the 
Clark Griswold of my family and light up the entire house with as many lights as I can one day. Um, it's so much fun, but I love, I just love seeing all the different patterns and stuff with the radios and connecting to the lights and you have the song playing to the beat and different colors. It's just such a creative outlet for me, but it's also one of those things that you only see one time a year. So it's super special. So that's what we did. And actually, as I got older, our family one year, we actually got this huge, like 50 passenger party bus. And we just literally went around the entire city, just looking at different lights all throughout Kansas city. And it was fantastic. So that is one of our traditions of we grew up doing i'm gonna throw it actually back to melanie melanie what's one of your traditions like growing up or with your kids that you ex- uh, that you experience what, what, what what's one of your christmas traditions well actually both growing up in my own family and now in my current family um christmas concerts have always been a huge part of our family celebration from the time i the the youngest time I can remember is being a kid in the children's choir at church to do part of the Christmas program. And then my, both my parents were musicians. So every year we were doing something musical at Christmas time. And um, then my own kids have all between school and church and college and all those things. We've, my poor youngest daughter has been to hundreds of concerts (laughs) Um, and So yeah, Christmas concerts, definitely. And most of those would have been in churches, you know, Christian oriented concerts. And um, I just loved that. Absolutely loved sitting there and listening and hearing the orchestras play and listening to the beautiful choir music um, really set the mood for the season, I think. I think one of the things for for me in uh, tradition is uh, decorating. I'm the one that Hmm. puts up the tree. I'm the one that decorates and does that. Turn on the Christmas music. I mean, I don't go way out, you know, do a little bit indoors, a lot on the tree, a few things outdoors, but nothing, uh, you know, over the top. But I, yeah, I I realize I like doing that. I I think because I love Christmas and I wanted my kids to get excited about that. And, you know, as they get older or as they got older, it was kind of like, okay, dad's going to do that. And I'd set aside ornaments that they made or, or that they got when we went on different trips. And that's one thing that when we went to different locations, like we went to Disney World or you go to Yellowstone and we'd, we'd get an ornament because it reminds us of a family vacation or something that we did and, and put those memories on the tree. Uh, so that's why I like decorating too, because I could see some of the things that my kids had made or things that represented the things that they liked, like music or sports or other things uh, and places that we'd been. So. Yeah, that was uh, one of the things for me, decorating. Yeah, I was actually going to say pretty much the same thing, Mike, um, that we had a similar tradition with ornaments. So we would each get one for Christmas each year that represented something significant that happened that year. So I had a lot of ballet ornaments growing up. I got a key ornament the year I got my license and a Cambodia ornament the year I went to Cambodia. So I always enjoyed just the simplicity of decorating our tree together and all of us getting to look at our ornaments and relive fun memories. And we had all the ones like our baby pictures from our first Christmas and we got to look at those every year. So it was simple, but I think even still, I'm looking forward to when Piper's old enough to enjoy those as well. And that was a tradition that my mom had growing up. So a lot of the ornaments that we would put up, we also got to hear stories from her about um, what her childhood was like and different experiences she had. So we always really love doing that. Uh, Our next question, we're going to transition 
to how do you or did you emphasize the reason for the season with your families? Uh, and I know, I think for the four of us on uh, how that looked for us as kids is going to look really different. Um, for me, uh, we did the normal, we went to church on the weekends and obviously talked about Jesus and his birth and how that's the reason for celebrating. Um, but with my family, uh, we have actually started the tradition of reading a chapter of Luke every day leading up to Christmas. And that takes you right up to the Christmas story and the gospel of Luke. Um, so that's, this is our first year doing that. And it's actually kind of fun to now be on the other side and have my own family and decide what traditions we're going to do. And I don't know if we'll stick to that every year or not, but, um, yeah, I think that's obviously a priority of mine and Steven's to make sure that we're, um, consistently emphasizing with Piper what, uh, Christmas is really all about for her. That's a, that's awesome Steph. And, you know, I'm very similar to you in the reading of that because like growing and for growing up for me, like there wasn't a super strong emphasis on Jesus. Like what we did is we went, we were Catholic. I, I was raised Catholic and we went to midnight mass or a Saturday mass or not Saturday, but Christmas Eve mass. Um, that, that was one of our traditions, but Janelle and I, we are trying to be very intentional. Just like Savannah, you are with Steve, um, with Stephen and with Piper specifically are of trying to implement what Jesus, not just what, who Jesus is, but the importance that God is sending his savior into the world, not just a baby being born. And so what we do is we have a sparkle box where all the good deeds and all the, all the service oriented things or the things that we do to, to, that are serving others. We actually put and rewrite on these little slips of paper, we put it in the box and we open it on Christmas day. So we could show, hey, this is how we served other people on Christmas. You know, that's just as Jesus ultimately was the servant of all for us. You know, we have served other people, but we also focus in on reading this um, this Advent calendar book. I can't remember the exact title off the top of my head, but Ann Voskamp wrote this 25-day children's advent calendar book where it's a devotion each day and there's a jesse tree where there's like an ornament you hang on the tree for, and the kids like doing that but every day we read a different excuse me a different story from the bible starting from genesis all the way down it goes through all the way to jesus's birth um and it's all pointing towards jesus and him coming but it's written in a way that the family can read it together and they can pray together so that's that's something we really do cherish what we're doing melanie what about you what what's a christmas uh, christmas uh intent that you guys are kind of um you emphasize throughout this season well um i have three kids that are all young adults now so they're grown but um when they were younger um, one year, I don't know exactly, I don't remember exactly how it came about, but one year we decided, my husband and I decided that we would get three gifts for each child, probably because it was getting out of hand with kids wanting so many things and us wanting to make sure that the focus was truly on Christ and hey, Jesus got three gifts. And so you're going to each get three gifts. So make them good ones, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get three. And so for a lot of years, we did that. And then one year, um, the Holy Spirit, I think, just prompted me to say, you know, they need to give gifts to Jesus, too. So I thought, OK, that'll be interesting. So um, I told the kids they were well, there's 11 an 11 year span between the oldest to the youngest. So they're kind of spread out age wise. But um, I told them that they were going to need to do something, make it do do whatever um, to give Jesus a gift. So that. Uh, Christmas morning, I had no idea what they were going to do. I didn't give them any direction or 
help with what to do at all. And I had no idea what that was going to be like on Christmas morning, but we put a chair in the middle of the room and just, you know, Jesus is here with us just as a, a symbol to remind them of that. And I was blown away by the gifts that my kids came up with. Um, one of them wrote a song and played it on his guitar. Um, one of them did a dance, like choreographed and performed a dance. Um, actually a lot like, remind me a lot of Brielle, of your Brielle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other, the third one did, um, wrote a, an amazingly beautiful poem to baby Jesus and told him how much he loved him. And I was like, wow, that was, that was amazing to me. So Jesus got three gifts that day too, from my three kids and they still got their three gifts too. One of the things that I think about is that, uh, you know, we would read the, uh, for, for my kids, because growing up, we didn't, we didn't have that tradition since my, uh, my parents didn't emphasize uh, Jesus. Uh, but for my children, we would read the, the Christmas story and we'd, read through an advent um, and starting a, a December and know there weren't little chocolate doors, you know, because it was just scripture. And then also a similar thing to you, Ben, is that we have this uh, uh, wall hanging that has little hooks for each of the days for advent, same thing going and it's shaped like a Christmas tree. And the first thing mm -hmm. that we put on there is the sun and we read the story of creation and same thing. It goes from creation to the time of Jesus as we're looking through how scripture moves towards Jesus. But one of the things in emphasizing was really neat because when uh, Timothy and Alicia, who are now 30 and 28, um, one Christmas, it was great because Natalie was born on December 20th. And so she, she comes home a few days before Christmas. So they start to reenact uh, when they were, um, well, at that time, six and four, with little baby Natalie, they were uh, pretending to be Joseph and Mary and, uh, you know, recreating uh, by the Christmas tree. Here's baby Natalie. And, and Alicia had this little zither and she's playing away in the manger. And that was like one of the best memories. But it made me think about that, at least growing up, they got the idea about Jesus being the reason for the season. And so, um, you know, that was that's important. You know, we wanted them to understand what it's about yes gift giving and the other things but uh that it's all about jesus and as a matter of fact and here's the last question that i want to ask you guys is um are you doing anything differently this christmas um you know this has been a, a, a radically different year and uh you know a lot of times people will travel or again they might decorate way more i'll, I'll be honest uh, th this has been a weird christmas because i haven't put up my christmas tree <gasps> Always do that December first, but we are redoing our main living room and painting it right now, and uh, gonna get you know new flooring. So um, we have Sammy's little Christmas tree that was sent to college and back with her. So it's um, <laughs> it's almost like a Charlie Brown tree, but you know we've got the spirit <laughs> of Christmas, so it's looking a little bit different. Um, not so much on the baking part, man. They're baking cookies all the time, so that's uh, that's dangerous for me. But uh, but that's a little bit of what we're doing, uh, a bit different this this Christmas. So Ben, what about for you, man? I, I real quickly, I mean, you could put the tree up next month and make up time. You know, there's people that don't take their Christmas stuff down all year long, and they're just ready. Whenever it's Christmas, you're just ready. You could, you could you convince my family. I, I'm with you on that. Convince my family, but uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't they know can that. bake for another month. That's how you convince them. They can bake cookies oh, for no, another no, month. No, 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 no. I already had a quarantine <laughs> fifteen. I don't need any more. No, no. <laughs> oh man, as far as us doing anything differently, so like, you know, we don't. Uh, our Christmas day is not this like big four hundred person shindig that we do or something like that. So it's not, um as as far as toning anything down, that's not necessarily changing. But what we are doing this year is actually kind of a little bit inspired by what we did with our um during the month of October at our church, um, Savannah, you organized our treat your street um, ministry that we were actually passing out treats to our street. And we're actually doing something very similar by baking cookies for just the people in our apartment area or a little, not apartment, but our condo that we live in or the six units that we live in. Um, because honestly, we know them a little bit, but we want to get to know them better. And we realize that this is a way we can just say they, we don't know where any of these people are at with Jesus. And they, from just talking to them, they seem like they're not really connected. So this is a way we can try to be that light. It's the first year we've done something this intentional during Christmas in a long time. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I know that our girls are excited about making the tents. Uh, Janelle's uh, not tents, but these boxes, the Janelle's already put them together. They're going to stuff the cookies with them and have a known in there for them. So I do like the fact that we as a family this year are trying to, we are already trying to be um, helpful and serving in other areas, but specifically to our neighbors and the people around us, how can we be intentional? And then if I remember right, we're going to put a Christmas Eve service invite in there as well. So that way, Hey, come and join us at our outdoor Christmas Eve service. So that's one thing we are doing. Melanie, are you doing anything similar like that? Or, um, or what, what are you guys doing differently or maybe not differently? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, Ministry-wise, we're doing about everything differently, but we're still <laughs> meeting the spirit of it. Um, I think, well, one of the things that I know I would miss, I do miss tremendously, is the Christmas concert, since that's what, been one of our big traditions. So this year, we've just taken opportunity as it comes along to do virtual choirs and to participate in those, even if they're not choirs that we would normally sing with. Um, so that, that's been a, a kind of fun. I, when Janelle's recording one and I'm recording one, I kind of feel like we're singing together in the choir again. Um, but the, the one thing that I did think about is we've always driven around to see lights too, like you've been, but um, this year it seems like we're really intentional about finding places that have specific light shows and, and such. So we're really being more intentional about going to places specifically that we know um, have something and just really enjoying that, that ability that we can do that. And I'm really yeah it makes me feel good too, that so many people are really celebrating Christmas and there. It just brings joy to all of us. So just more of that. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I'm actually really liking this December because I feel like normally December is so busy. Like every weekend there's a different yeah. Christmas party, a different event or a show to go see, or, um, previously I would spend a whole lot of time at Disneyland in December. Um, and I miss a lot of things about previous Decembers, but uh, I think uh, in a lot of ways, God has just been calling at least my family to rest this year. Hmm. Um, and at the beginning of the shutdown, that was kind of a forced rest. <laughs> um, but I now eight, nine months later, I just feel that there's been such value in this season of slowing down. And like Melanie said, like, hmm. Yeah. Something like, yeah, every year we would go and look at Christmas lights, but this year it feels like we're so much more intentional in the things that we do and spending a lot more time at home. We have like, one Christmas CD that Piper is just obsessed with. And so every night we have like a 10 minute dance party before bed and 
we listen to it's Jingle Bells is the one song that just Jingle Bells over and over. Um, but it's just been a lot more family time, it feels like, and a lot less running from place to place and having to get gifts for various white elephant gift exchanges and um, less parties and things that are always good that aren't inherently bad. But I think in the past have kept us from slowing down and really focusing on Jesus in this season. Mm. Um, So it's definitely different. It's slower and uh, there's not as much flashiness to Christmas this year. We're certainly not going shopping in person and we're not going to Disneyland, obviously. Um, We're just taking things slowly and we're enjoying this season as a family and doing things together at home and um, just having that extra intentional time for uh, really focusing on Jesus this year. So that is certainly our hope for all of you families as well. Um, This Christmas looks different for all of us and it's okay and it's healthy to grieve some of the things that we're not getting to do. Um, Especially if you have families that are high risk, you might be sad that you're not getting to see family members or you're sad for your kids. You're feeling like I loved doing X, Y, and Z as a kid and my kid isn't getting that this year. Um, And I think we can feel kind of a secondhand sadness at that because we want our kids to have the best possible Christmas they can. Um, But we just want to encourage you that uh, your kids are going to love it, that they're going to see how you make Christmas special. And that that doesn't have to look like what it's looked like every year. That can be starting new traditions or tweaking old traditions and making them fit what this year is like. Um, But that uh, no matter what you do, that keeping Jesus at the center of it all and continuously pointing your kids to Christ in Christmas um, will always create for a special Christmas season for your families. So our Family Connections team hopes that you all have a wonderful Christmas, that you have a great time of rest and celebration with your families. And we look forward to bringing more episodes to you in the new year. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted by the Family Ministry team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cvcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections podcast.